Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. She is one of Ireland's most prolific singer-songwriters, celebrating 30 years in the music business this year with 16 albums so far to her name. And she's just released her latest single, Gimme Some Wine, which I feel captures the mood of the Irish nation right now. She's best known for her song, Sophie, and one of the best and most enduring songs of all time, Only a Woman's Heart. She originally started out her career as a session musician, performing with the National Symphony Orchestra, U2, Sinead O'Connor and the Mary Black Band before deciding to develop her own career and once A Woman's Heart was released she was touring the world and today this album remains one of the one of Ireland's biggest selling albums of all time. Alongside her music career she's chairma- chairperson of the IMRO, an organisation dedicated to promoting and sponsoring musicians and live music in Ireland. I am thrilled to be joined by the amazing Eleanor McAvoy. How are we doing? Not too bad, and yourself. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you. I'm getting some messages coming in because we played the single just before the break there. This is coming in from Roisin in Slane. Fantastic song, Sinead. Bopping along. Big, lifelong fan of Eleanor's. There you go. That's just one of many that's coming in about this. But uh, I think I've been saying, give me some wine for the past 15 months or so, Eleanor. (laughs) So I think you're capturing the mood of the nation in this title. (laughs) It really is, isn't it? I mean, it's God, why? I mean, you never would have thought, like, um, the funny, the co- and I mean, obviously alcohol in excess, it can be a very bad thing, but my God, sometimes it's just great and you just tell a thing, I just give me some wine, you know, to hell with it. Uh, and yeah, it just seems to be very suitable for the times that we're in right at the moment. It really is. Now, this song, you know, as we say, it is reflective of the mood in lockdown, but it's actually connected to a really brilliant British artist called Chris Gollin, who you were very close to. Tell me about him and about the connection with him and this song, because there's been kind of a collaboration between art and your music with this. That's right. It's kind of a boundary crossing. Chris was a wonderful British artist and I, I loved his paintings. And I wrote a song years ago called Dreaming of Leaving with Lloyd Cole, another great uh, songwriter. And uh, Lloyd and Seth song, Dreaming of Leaving. Chris painted a painting called Dreaming of Leaving after my song Dreaming of Leaving. So I then surprised him at an exhibition and I wrote this song, Give Me Some Wine, about the painting. <laughs> It then continued on. He then painted 24 paintings based on my song, Give Me wow. Some Wine. There's actually a documentary that's just been made about this, um, uh, uh, about this whole story. So um, we then had a, a huge exhibition of his, his paintings, the 24 paintings uh, that were all slightly in the style of Picasso's Blue Period because he was, I was a huge fan of the Blue Period and so was he. And uh, sadly, the night before that uh, exhibition was to open, he wasn't feeling well. And to cut a long story short, he died about eight weeks later of uh, stomach cancer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I was less than eight weeks, actually, yeah, but a very little warning. Um, so we were very shocked. And it's funny because I wrote the song about the painting, but when I read the words after he had died, like life's as random as a deck of cards, it just kind of... It just took on a whole other meaning. 
And then I kind of, I did it acoustically for a long time. And then I decided during lockdown, I kept coming into my mind and I kept singing it. But I changed the groove a bit and I said, you know what? I was writing an album. I thought, let's put this on the album. Let's make, let's make the title drop the album. Let's just do it with the band and let's just kind of, and it's it's no. become this kind of really upbeat, uplifting song now, which is fantastic, and it, it's getting such a great response, which is which is brilliant. But you know, it's been a really hard L slog, Eleanor, particularly for people like yourself. Like you were in on stage in Australia in the midst of a big tour, which must have been panic-inducing when when COVID struck initially. It really was. I mean, to be honest, it didn't actually occur to me at the time. I was like, my my last gig was in Melbourne, and I was in the Caravan Club, and a great gig. And uh, came off stage, all the people were queuing up for CDs. When they went home, I said to my tour manager, "Cut with this virus, we probably should be getting some hand sanitizer for the CD stand." I mean, that's how out of touch we were down there in Australia because it really wasn't as bad down there. Um, but I was on the phone at home all the time. And that night when I went to bed, my friends were calling me saying, you know, you need to get home. They're going to start closing airports soon. And by the following morning, the world had changed. And I couldn't, like, uh, it went from, I checked the flights that night and there was loads of seats home. By the following morning, I was really lucky to get one of the last seats out of Sydney, Australia. So how has things been? Like, Because I know you've been extremely creative. You've been writing some new material. Uh, you released Almost Beautiful, another single earlier this year as well. Does that mean that you have a new album ready to unleash to the world? It's ready to be unleashed. It's done Fantastic. and done I'm just not going to release it until I'm back on the road. Um, so I'm hoping October, November for the German tour um, that that will definitely be happening. And uh, if I can get some dates in, in Ireland in September, brilliant. Uh, I'll bring it out then. If not, I'll hold off till October and uh, I'll bring it out then. And can you and tell then, you me? Know, you know, you, you write it. You, it was the first time I've ever recorded remotely. I was always the kind of girl I wanted to pull up to the studio, load my gear in, have all the guys there and we all play the music together in the same room. I love recording live. And of course, we couldn't do that. So um, I did it remotely. So I did my parts here in the house. I then chat to my drummer in Donegal over FaceTime and say, I'd like this groove. And we'd chat about some stuff. He'd send me the files back. Uh, I wanted some Russian accordion. So um, got a guy in St. Petersburg in Russia um, to do some beautiful accordion work. And, and we just did it like that. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, as well as a Russian accordion, I believe you've got Spanish guitar. There's a lot of kind of other world instruments kind of making their way onto this. It's so weird, you know, because obviously I travel all my life around different continents and different countries and I forget that I'm hearing music from every country on my travels. And I found when I was here at home, I I really missed that. I missed hearing, you know, all these flavours that you hear when you're, you know, in a lift or you're in a hotel lobby or you're getting on a bus or whatever. And I found myself listening a lot to, to, you know, ethnic musics from around the world and and of course, that infiltrated its way onto the album. Then I found myself putting that into songs, touches of this, touches of that. That's Very fantastic. Nice. And and was it cathartic then the writing for this album? Because like you know, like like you mentioned, like you know, it was a very different experience for you. Did you find that it was kind of a means to escape everything that was going on with COVID? Very much so. Mm. Very very much so. I mean. Um, you know, for, in a way, if you're a musician, it doesn't matter if you're locked in a way in a room if yeah. you're writing songs, you know, because you, you, it's all consuming. Anyway, we tend to lock ourselves away to write at the best of times. So I think in the beginning, I wasn't really able to write. It was a little, I found the whole thing a little disabling because it wasn't like having time off. You, you mm. felt a bit kind of frightened or a bit afraid for the future. But once I kind of settled into it a bit, um, 
I thought, okay, no, this is a, we'll kind of have a handle on this now. We're going to be locked in for ha, six months or so. Um, <laughs> let's just put the time to good use. Um, so I did. And of course, thankfully, with technology now, you can do all that. You can record remotely in that. Well, this is it. We've just embraced technology. It's been really a lifeline for an awful lot of us with lots of different things. But, you know, we are, you are celebrating 30 years in the music business at this stage. Huge milestone. I need to kind of go back a little bit now for where it all started. So do you remember what came first, singing or playing? Because I know you are performing and, you know, music has been a huge part of your life from very, very young. I started playing piano when I was about three. Um, My sister was, you know, teaching me bits and pieces at home. And then there was always guitars lying around the house. So you'd end up picking them up. And then I took up violin when I was a bit older. Um, I suppose about eight or nine by the time I started doing violin. But it was very much part of our household, you know. Um, my sister Marion McAvoy is a wonderful musician. My brother Kieran McAvoy is a wonderful musician too. So I was very lucky. I think I learned a lot from them. They were older than me, you know. Um, so And then my dad was big into Mahler and Wagner and a lot of the classical music. So he'd be blaring Mahler in the front room. and My mother would be listening to pop radio. So I had all of these influences um, that I think really helped me <laughs> as a musician because I, I developed a love for many, many, many styles of music quite early on in my life. And that's the thing, isn't it? That's the key to kind of be open to all of these different styles because it can have an influence on, on your own work. But um, something fairly serendipitous happened to you back in 1982 at the Baggage Inn in Dublin. Something that most young singer-songwriters can only dream of. Yeah, Tom Zuta from Geffen Records in Los Angeles uh, wandered into my concert <laughs> that I was doing in the Baggage Inn. He'd been down in the Harcourt Hotel and he said to somebody, oh, I want to see some you know, musical acts. And um, somebody in the bar said, oh, there's a, there's a new girl kind of doing a gig down in uh, the Baggage Inn tonight. And she's, you know, it's kind of it's getting a good following and people going in there. And it was a Monday night. Wow. Um, and he came in and he heard the gig and afterwards he asked to see me and he said, my name is Tom Zuta. I signed Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue and all these bands. And he said, um, I want to give you a worldwide deal. Uh, will you meet me tomorrow in the Conrad Hotel at 12 o'clock noon? And <laughs> we'll talk about it. And I thought he, I didn't think he was for real. I thought he was, um, luckily I was very polite to him, but yeah. I thought he might have, you know, something slightly wrong with him. And I said, you sit down there and have some birthday cake with someone of my base parents, somebody's birthday anyway. And uh, I said, you sit down there now and have some cake. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then somebody said, Eleanor, he's a really important dude. You really have to talk to him. Um, and I said, seriously? He looks a bit scruffy. And there was a guy with him as a suit, I remember. And I said, uh, who's the guy in the suit? And they said, that's his driver. Oh, <laughs> oh my <okay>. God. <laughs> that's like something I would do as well. I'd be like, I ah, know, you know, uh, totally brushing him off. But I have to ask you about this, right? Because... Um, a woman's heart, right? Do you get fed up of being asked about this song at this stage? But, you know, do you, I know you felt the need to address uh, that there is more to you than this song. And of course, there is so much more to you than this song. But uh, do you like being, do you like still remembering it? Do you like talking about it? Do you like when people ask you about it? Do you know, I do now. I went through a phase, I think around 1996, 1997, where it was just, I, I, I was overwhelmed by it and I kind of wanted to move on and I so many other songs and all that. But since the reunion gigs, I kind of, it sounds like a bizarre thing to say, but I didn't quite realise how big it was until the reunion gigs. You know, you, turn, you think, okay, this is 20 years on there and, yeah. you know, coming up now and, you know, 25 years on. And then, you know, we, we kept, when we'd have reunion concerts, everybody would be singing the song right back at you yeah. and you think, okay, this is not normal. This is this is bigger than <laughs> than something like this normally would be. Um, and it made me quite emotional. I think mm. sometimes I get letters and, 
you realise that this song has been a bit of a soundtrack to people's lives and that the album was a soundtrack to people's lives and the effect that it had on them. And I know that songs have played a part in my life and I thought, God, what a privilege to have played yeah. that role, that one of your songs has played that role in somebody's life. And no, so I'm, I'm, I'm really, I feel very privileged and honoured when people say it to me and well, um, there's, there's a message coming in right now. Sinead, love, Eleanor. A woman's heart is a classic, always lifts the spirit and has put a smile on my face. Uh, still today, says a message coming in here. So you definitely, I mean, like you wrote that song though when you're early 20s. It's hard to believe that you wrote it at such a young age because it's got such wisdom flowing out of it. I mean, how did you react to this success back then? Was it overwhelming that it was so huge? It was a bit, yeah. Um, but then, you see, I was away a lot, so I kind of missed a lot of it. I mean, mm. it, it was only out when I was, you know, over in L.A. and I was making the first album. And um, I had, like, my mother phoning me saying, this is really big back here. But I thought, oh, she's my mother. She's heard it on the radio <laughs> once or twice, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would kind of dip in back home and it would seem to be everywhere. And I go, okay, this is definitely a little, a little unusual. But then I go away again and... And then it was so busy, you know, when you're busy, you're, you're just on to the next thing and writing the next uh, album, and you know, side projects and all of that stuff you get involved in. Um, but yeah, I mean, every now and then you'd have kind of funny things happen or, you know, people recognise you in the street and... Uh, uh, Sing it at you, probably. <laughs> yeah, you'd have people singing it at you and, you know, it's quite kind of some funny stuff happened there. Uh, it was great. It was good. <laughs> now, not so good side of things too. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Um, this song is going to be back in focus again, thanks to Irish Women in Harmony, who you have joined up with. Now I know that this is going to be released on Friday, but what can you tell me about this project with Irish Women in Harmony? Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> I have to say, um, well, it's, it's Ruth Ann's baby. She she put it all together, but um, my God, she did a magnificent job. She really did. I just think. I kind of look at the women now, the young women now, and I think, God, they're so far ahead of where we were. So far ahead, certainly, of where I was back then. Um, they have such agency and such such awareness of, of where things are. You know, I think I, I missed a lot of things about womanhood and about feminism back in my time. And they're so on the money with it, and they can... I, I'm just I'm I'm awe I'm in awe of them, <laughs> and uh, they've done an incredible job of this, and they've really kind of redone it now for a new generation. Um, Fantastic! And they did and such they, a great, you know, they did a great, great version of the Cranberries' "Dreams" when we all needed it as well. That was just phenomenal, and just to hear all the different amazing Irish female voices coming out of that track was just astounding. It was hair on the back of the neck kind of stuff. So I'm really looking forward to hearing this now on Friday. Well, you know, they did do that and they did a great job with the Cranberries thing, but it, they've actually created something new here. It's not only a woman's heart, it's, it's, it's called Only a Woman and it's actually a different composition, taking elements of woman's heart, but just making something completely and utterly new out of it. So um, what they've done is incredible. I'm, 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 I have, my jaw was on the floor uh, when she sent me the demo and said that we want you to do this. And, and I thought, yeah, I'm there in a heartbeat. Love this. <laughs> Fantastic. So we have to watch this space. I will be playing it on Friday's show. So I'm going to tentatively ask what's next for you because I suppose it's all a big question mark at the moment in terms of touring and all the rest of it. But I know you do have another announcement, but we have to wait for another little while. You have something else up your sleeve, don't you? Six o'clock this evening, yeah, I'm making an announcement. It's just across social media, another big project I'm involved with. Um, 
really, really, really excited about it and uh, I'm putting cryptic clues out in my Twitter and my Instagram today. But uh, <laughs> So we can follow good. you on Facebook and Twitter and everything else to get that, that announcement. Um, but we'll watch this space in terms of tour. You're kind of hoping around September time if things are a little bit better in terms of figures and all of that kind of thing. Oh, I hope so. I mean, you know, I'm craving live music. I don't know about anybody else. Oh, yeah, you know, massively. Just want to hear it and have that buzz of being somewhere with people again. Um, look, we'll get there, but at the same time, we've got to pe- keep keep people safe. That's the priority, isn't it? That is, that really is. Eleanor, it has been a pleasure having you on the show. I wish you continued success. The single is absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. And I just have to say, as an independent yeah. artist, you've no idea um, the support of, of local radio and independent radio stations means an awful lot to me. So thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's a, it's a pleasure for us to play your music. Thank you so much. Keep going and we'll be looking forward to the next album coming out. Number 17 coming out. Yep. <laughs> Thanks a million. Thanks a million. Eleanor McAvoy there. Watch this space. 6pm this evening. She's got a special announcement and we'll watch this space for the album as well. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff. Shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.